Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving here in the United States, and I am thankful that I have lived to see over this past year the real UFO disclosure, something that a lot of people thought would never come. And I want to explain more about that. In fact, a couple of days ago, I posted a video on my Twitter feed. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go and look at it. I was uh, sent a press release that came from the office of Stephen Bassett, who is the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group, paradigmresearchgroup.org. And uh, there is a short film, I suppose you'd say. I think it's about 16 minutes long, freely available on YouTube, produced by David C. Beatty. Uh, He's an Emmy award-winning producer and cinematographer about the Nimitz encounters. Now, of course, Nimitz refers to a ship and uh, an incident that happened in 2004 in the Pacific Ocean, not far from Catalina Island off the coast of California. And last December, officials from the Pentagon finally announced that they had been working on this latest incarnation of trying to back-engineer UFO technology called ATIP, which is an acronym for the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And um, one of the things that these officials have talked about is this incident, the Nimitz incident. And I won't go over it blow by blow for you since that I hope that you will go and watch this short film because this is a great presentation. It takes actual eyewitness accounts, actual recordings, and recreation technology like animation in order to show you more or less what happened. And this is all information that is you know, publicly acknowledged as being accurate, verified information. But essentially, there was a ship in that area that for a while had been puzzled because uh, radar and other tracking systems had been seeing these strange objects appearing uh, and coming apparently down from outer space to on or around the surface of the ocean very, very quickly and then zipping off in all kinds of other directions. And finally, this happened one day when there happened to be a group of uh, Hornet aircraft in the sky that were on a training mission. And so uh, they sent those Hornets over to see what the hell these things were. And, you know, you actually hear from one of the Hornet pilots in the film who is telling you that when they flew over to the site, they looked down and the first thing they saw was some kind of turbulence in the water. Now, he described it as being turbulence as if there were something large in the water, and you see this sort of uh, frothy rectangle on the surface because there's something underneath. Other people have said that they felt that this actually is the product of an invisible ship, that there was some kind of a craft there that was using some cloaking so that the craft itself 
was invisible, but you could see its turbulence on the water below. I guess we'll never necessarily know which is the case, at least not anytime soon. But anyway, as they're looking down at that, the thing that really catches their eye is there is this white oblong object that they call the Tic Tac UFO because it looks like a white Tic Tac. It's uh, maybe a little over 40 feet from uh, end to end that's darting around this location. And they actually have video footage of this thing. And, of course, they have no idea what they're looking at. And this Tic Tac UFO, um, it eventually shoots up right there in front of the aircraft, and they get a good look at it, and they see that um, it actually has got a couple of little appendages on the bottom that kind of look like antennas, but they're L-shaped and both pointing in the same direction. So that could be to the right or the left, depending on... I guess the side of the craft you're on, but uh, and this thing, you know, it, it kind of shoots around like it's examining who they are for a while, and then it goes boom, and it's gone, and it shoots off into the distance. And again, there's footage of this, um, and there's other footage that was released of these, you know, strange objects. And so you really ought to go, and and if you have not seen this already, go to my Twitter feed, at Joshua P. Warren. If you go to JoshuaPWarren.com, you'll find a section there that will take you to my Twitter account, and that's where I often will upload um, stuff like this, because it's just a lot easier than having to go in and do some kind of website update or build a new webpage or whatever. You know, I'm always just uploading new stuff to my uh, Twitter account and also Facebook friends get a lot of that as well. So anyway, uh, you see this footage and you hear from the eyewitnesses, you hear the actual recordings and so on, and it makes it very, very clear that what we are dealing with here is something that's from another world. I mean, even the people who are absolute skeptics out there who just are, their job is to say, and I, and I hate to call those people skeptics because they're not really. They're debunkers. Uh, uh, real skeptics try to reserve judgment and are balanced. Debunkers are just out there with an agenda. So these debunkers, they come out and they, the, the best they can do with all this is say, well, either uh, A, there was some major equipment malfunction here, which is complete and utter bullshit and nonsense because, you know, that's always the first thing that people say because we do see the world through the eyes of equipment. But in this particular case, there were many, many, many pieces of advanced, sophisticated equipment that were all giving us the same information, not to mention the eyewitness accounts. And, and, uh, you know, we don't uh, dominate the world militarily here in the U.S. because we we run around with shitty equipment, I can tell you that. And then secondly, uh, they say, well, it could be that this is just some kind of super advanced secret Earth technology that uh, we just, uh, you know, we're not admitting exists. So what they're essentially saying is maybe the military and the people in charge of the military have some kind of super sophisticated equipment and that they were using that equipment in order to um, 
to fool our own military personnel. Like this was a test within a test. But you see, the problem with that is, this letter that I think is so important that I need to repeat some parts of it, because I have talked to sources close to this letter who have told me over and over and over, nobody doubts the authenticity of this letter. This letter is verified. It's validated. It is from June 24th of 2009 on the uh, letterhead of the United States Senate written by the Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid, from the state of Nevada, to the Office of the Secretary of Defense, and he is requesting an enormous amount of new security and uh, new levels of classifying information and material because he says, since the Advanced Aerospace Threat and Identification Program and study were first commissioned, much progress has been made with the identification of several highly sensitive, unconventional aerospace-related findings. He then goes on to say, given the likelihood that these technologies will be applied to future systems involving spaceflight, weapons, communications, and propulsion, the standard management and safeguarding procedures for classified information are not sufficient. Okay, so he's asking for more security than usual. He goes on to say, associated exotic technologies. Now, that word exotic is a pretty interesting word, isn't it? Associated exotic technologies likely involve extremely sophisticated concepts within the world of quantum mechanics, nuclear science, electromagnetic theory, gravitics, and thermodynamics. And this is what I find to be an especially interesting sentence. Listen to this. Given that all of these have the potential to be used with catastrophic effects by adversaries, an unusually high degree of operational security and read-on discretion is required. He sums it up by saying that the technological insight and capability gained will provide the U.S. with a distinct advantage over any foreign threats and allow the U.S. to maintain its preeminence as a world leader. Now, here is why this letter is so important, um, because he is saying very clearly here that they discovered something. Okay, He says... Much progress has been made with the identification. Um, and, and then he goes on to say, we have to make sure this doesn't fall into the hands of our adversaries because that would be catastrophic. So basically what he's saying here is we've discovered something exotic that did not come from other people. So if we discovered it, that means, well, we didn't see it sort of appear from our own technology or we would say well we developed this we have created we have assimilated we have manufactured we are so brilliant that we have manifest that no he says we have discovered something here we have found something we've identified something that's exotic 
And we don't want our adversaries to get this. And we need higher classification for this to maintain our preeminence as world leaders. So why should you say that uh, all those things, if, if we're not talking about some kind of an extraterrestrial uh, or inter- interdimensional technology, and then as if that weren't enough, as if that weren't enough, this same letter, of course, has got an attachment with topics that they've been exploring as a part of the project just to sort of hit at home, you know, specifically what these topics are along with the names of the scientists and the institutes these scientists are with and just some of these topics are uh, number five, advanced space propulsion based on vacuum engineering Uh, Number seven, invisibility cloaking. Number eight, wormholes in space-time. Number nine, gravity wave communication. Number 19, warp drives, dark energy and dimensions. Number 20, brain-machine interfaces. Number 25, laser weapons. Number 26, quantum entanglement communication. Number 36, ultracapacitors as energy and power storage devices. Number 37, negative mass propulsion. And, of course, my favorite, number 38, which is redacted. Why in the world, after all that crazy, like, sci-fi sounding research, would you redact one of them? What could that possibly be? Maybe something to do with biology, do you think? Maybe something to do with extraterrestrial, ultra-terrestrial biology? Hmm. Sounds about right, doesn't it? So, look, you combine all this together, and the most clear, plain language is being used, really, to tell you that there is intelligent, advanced life out there that is behind this technology that we have pieces of that is here and I could go on and on with examples but what I find amazing is that you still have this resistance in the mainstream media to talk about it now the only reason there would be a resistance in the media to talk about this is if the media truly is being corporately controlled meaning that we've reached a point where there is no more free objective speech in the media and uh, it's like sometimes I get criticized for the language that I use when I do my podcasts because I you know I joke around and I say oh you know it's uncensored and if you don't uh, believe that fuck you and I got a a message from somebody who says oh I don't like that you say that because my mom can't listen to this thing no I say this because it's an ironic and humorous attempt to let you know that when you are listening to me that what I'm telling you is actually uncensored and I and and this is comes to after working in censored media for 15 20 years you know i want you to understand that there's nobody who controls the message that i'm giving you right now and as i mentioned the other day i was accused of being uh, a disinformation agent on a program that i was on maybe i didn't explicitly mention it but i i was you know i was told well i you know you maybe you're just spreading propaganda and i'm not 
uh, I'm telling you an honest, independent view on what I'm seeing here because I am not corporately controlled. There is nobody, as I've said many times, who can fire me. And I believe that many of the people who are in charge of the mainstream media are now given a very specific corporate agenda. And there are things that they can and cannot talk about. And, uh, you know, who knows how, how all the money flows here. But even though the mainstream media is not making a huge deal out of this, which is one of the, I mean, this has been one of the biggest years ever in human history, having this kind of information out there, um, you should understand, if you do your own research and you take advantage of the freedom that we have to exchange information via the internet, that this is a year that you should be very thankful to have access to this information. And here's something that I wonder, and I want you to ask yourself this question. If you see all this information... And you don't have to do all this research yourself because you listen to podcasts like this one. And you have people like me who are out there trying to keep tabs on things. If you look at what the government has been telling us since December, okay, less than a year from here, December 2017. If you look at what they've actually been telling us and you see the footage and the recordings and you see the letter you know that I and by the way you can go to joshuapwarren.com and scroll down the homepage and download this entire letter and its attachments as a PDF for free okay you can do this and analyze it and examine it and you know do all that as well when you consider all this stuff is available if you still have not accepted that there has been disclosure of the fact that we are not alone what are you waiting for? What do you need to happen? Who do you need to hear it from? Do you need President Trump to stand up at a podium and say it's here? Wouldn't that be amazing? Everything, I don't care if you like or do not like President Trump, every single time he gets up and says something, immediately he is hit by a wave of people who say, oh, this is not true, and they criticize whatever he says. If he says the sky is blue, there are people who will just come charging up and say, oh, the sky is not blue, you know. So what, you know, if he said, oh, you know, we have aliens here, would would that do it for you? I mean, think think how many people would specifically not believe it if they heard it from him because he's under such scrutiny. What, does Obama need to say it to you? Barack Obama? I mean, who do you need to say this to you? You know, these these guys, I believe, who are in the military, who are, you know, retiring from politics, they're doing the best job they can to sort of speak to the intelligent people and to d- distribute this information amongst us so that you know if you're if you are intelligent enough and informed enough to look at all this material objectively you will see that they have disclosed to us officially that we have got this access 
to this technology that comes from something beyond humans now. So I don't know why that you wouldn't believe that or wouldn't even think about it unless you're just a dumbass. Um, and that's another thing. Uh, you know, I give some strong opinions on this podcast, and once in a while people criticize me and they they say, well, you know, you, you act like you're Mr. Positivity. Uh, and then you get on your podcast and you say some things that are... Um, uh, they don't sound like something that should come from Mr. Positive. Look, I'm not saying being positive means that you can't have strong opinions about things. You have to have strong opinions about things. You have to. If you ever read my book, Use the Force. And by the way, if you listen to this podcast and you have never read my book, Use the Force, A Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction, or at least listen to the audiobook of Use the Force, A Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction, both of which are very cheap and easily available through Amazon.com. You don't know who I am and what I'm about and the message that I'm trying to communicate. You don't understand it. You may think that you get it, but you don't. You have to stand up against ignorance and darkness. Doing that does not make you a non-positive person. It makes you a strong person who's standing up for the right side of knowledge and wisdom and enlightenment. So, yeah, being positive doesn't mean that you just are some shapeless thing that just accepts whatever's happening in the world. No, no, no. don't, Don't ever mistake that. Being positive means that you know that positivity is strength. And that comes from having some insight, some uh, wisdom about what is reasonable, what is logical. And once you have that, you've got to fight for it. You've got to fight for it. And I'm all for fighting for what's right. And what I do on this podcast is I try to fight for my opinion on what is right and logical. So, yes, I have strong emotions, and that's fine. But I also have strong logic. And I am willing to argue and debate my position with anybody. And if you think that me expressing the things I express is um, counter to that, well, you, like I say, you're wrong. You don't get it. Not to mention the fact that you don't have to listen to this podcast, by the way. Nobody's forcing you to listen to this. There are a million things to listen to out there. And uh, that's why I don't have any advertisers. I don't have any sponsors. And I don't want any. I won't accept any. I turn them down every day. Every day there are people who contact me and say, I see how many people are listening to this podcast. I want to advertise on it or promote. And I say, no, that's not what I do with this. I've done that before. No, this is independent, and I want you to understand that when I tell you this information, yes, you can be paranoid, you can be suspicious, you can think that I'm being, you know, bought by the big companies or the big corporations, or I'm part of the Freemasons and we have an Illuminati agenda, or whatever you want, okay? You can believe that, if that's what you want to believe. But I'm here to tell you that the logic is, if you look at this information, that I've been giving you that is not coming 
from any of the big corporations that's coming from whatever I can access as a free and independent and uncensored researcher, we have had disclosure of the fact that we are not alone. And this is one of the biggest years, the biggest years in all of human history. So tomorrow, on Thanksgiving, when you're thinking about things to be thankful about, I want you maybe to to take a moment to think about that, among all the other things that you should be thankful for. Think about the fact that you have lived to see this and to know this. Now, we don't know exactly what it means. As a matter of fact, we might not even be able to comprehend what it means. Who are these visitors? What is their agenda? I mean, I could give you theory after theory, but I don't know. I think even people who say they've been contacted probably don't know. They know what their version of the experience is, but they're not able to see the bigger overall picture, and that's because we're just little humans with our little brains. And these things obviously have mastered skills that go beyond us. Uh, I was talking to Lauren about this, and she said, you know, do you feel these are actual extraterrestrials, or might they just be from from the Earth? Um, because we see a heck of a lot of them going in and out of the water or in and out of the ground, like that they might, you know, be more more Earthbound. And, and I said, well, look, I don't know, but I would imagine that they're probably from somewhere else, and that's just because that uh, the forces are so great when you go under the ocean or you go into a volcano and down into the earth, that to think that a civilization could have developed under those physical forces that we have here on this planet, to become that sophisticated would be very hard to believe. I mean, they it would be like the hardest environment in, in which to, to develop. It would make more sense that uh, these are things from somewhere else that um, under their own planet's limitations learn to somehow withstand incredible forces to travel you know, interstellar and all that and then they, they found Earth and they're like oh look look at all the, the stuff you can find here that you can't find anywhere else in the neighborhood you know Earth is not like any other planet We, I mean just water alone could be why that they would be interested in us they're coming here to get water. I mean, you know, liquid water, especially with the um, particular variables that we have here, are, are not that common throughout our um, our understanding, our observations of the visible universe. So um, it could be as simple as that. Uh, you know, what is life? I mean, life is some kind of an energy form in and of itself that could be tapped into so i don't know what these things are uh, i don't know what they're all about we'll continue exploring that the rest of our lives i mean a lot of people have been uh, curious about the picture i posted on my twitter feed yesterday of the alien implant or what may be an alien implant that uh mark ellis bennett sent to me if you haven't seen that you should go and look at it it is in a man's hand and trust me i've got many more very graphic photos of that surgery which kind of gross me out like i don't like stuff like that so so we don't know exactly what all this is and what it's all about 
But at least we know that we are not alone. And uh, if you've listened to this podcast over the past year, you will understand why I feel so confident in saying that. And that is one hell of a thing to, to, to be a, a person who tries to be critical and logical, who can look at what we're being told and what's being revealed to us by the people who have the resources to be right there when it happens. And namely, I'm talking about the military and uh, the political folks who would fund the military. Um, It's an amazing thing to sit here and say, wow, we have had disclosure. So tomorrow, be thankful for that. And uh, I went today and got a a haircut from a lady who moved here a few years ago from Romania. And of course, I've been to Romania. I went over there in 2012 and investigated all of Vlad the Impaler's properties. And uh, we were talking about Thanksgiving, and I said, I don't suppose you you guys have anything quite like Thanksgiving in Romania. And she said, well, actually, we do. Uh, uh, We've sort of adopted the American holiday of Thanksgiving. And uh, I said, yeah, well, I guess every, you know, anybody's looking for an excuse to have a good meal, right? And so there are people all around the world. You might not be in the U.S. because, you know, Thanksgiving is something that we relate to our history here. But wherever you are, if you're having any kind of a, a holiday experience, and, and you're thankful for all the, the many things that you should be thankful for and focus on being an optimist and the glass being half full. Um, think about how fortunate you are to have the opportunity, if you so choose, have the opportunity to look at this information that you're getting from people like me and to think about it and to realize that the only way to interpret all this is that disclosure has occurred and you get to be one of the few people on planet Earth who realizes that the question has finally been answered. We are not alone. That's a hell of a thing to live to experience. So, tomorrow... I am going to take a holiday, of course. I'm not going to uh, record a podcast tomorrow. But I will be recording another podcast for you soon, telling you about, well, well, actually, I'm probably going to record a couple of them telling you about some interesting research developments. But um, I've got one specially planned for you on Sunday. And that has to do with a project that my mother and father have been working on in western North Carolina. So I'm just going to tease you with that for now. So I hope that whatever you do, you will stay tuned to this podcast. As you know, it's always short. It's always free. This, you know, I can't tell you how many times... um, I've, I've expressed this, but I want you to know it, it is truly independent. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. And uh, I am thankful for every single one of you, every person listening to this podcast. Thank you for doing that because 
again, I don't do this just to talk to myself. I do this to talk to other people that I think get it, you know, that I think understand what the message is, who who appreciate what I'm doing. So I'm thankful for you. I hope that you're thankful for me. Nothing lasts forever. Don't forget that. So look at the state of your life right now and thank yourself because someday it'll all be gone and we will all be ghosts. And right now we have this moment where we can interact with the world, this physical world, and we can get some amazing things done. So if you go to joshuapwarren.com, there is no period after the P. You'll find all kinds of crazy stuff. You'll find a curiosity shop. No, I'm not going to have a Black Friday sale. I'm not Walmart, but I do have some very uh, limited material on there that you won't find anywhere else if you're looking for a very interesting, cool, unique gift. Look at the curiosity shop. Watch some of the videos. Enjoy that site and click the link to this podcast you can subscribe to Joshua P. Warren Daily through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So that is it for today. Once again, uh, happy Thanksgiving and whatever form to you all over the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.